All right. Are we doing it? Yeah, I haven't heard these rabbits in months, dude. dude months. That kind is. Of sad. Yeah, I feel nostalgia. Yeah, you know, I feel like we're stepping back into something that was really good for us. That we haven't done enough. I don't even know when really. our last episode was, but I really don't either. I want to say it was with Matthew Bird, and maybe that's why we hey, never did it again. But <laughs> I do need to, before we forget or do anything else, <laughs> I need to clear something up. Okay. For one of our listeners. Okay. Several episodes back, <clears throat> I we mentioned something about sleazy salesmen. Oh. And one of our one of our I long don't remember this. <laughs> it's been a long time. Okay. And I've told I've told this gentleman, he's one of our longtime listeners, very faithful. Asked us all the time about saying it. sleazy salesman. He was not offended because he knew that we were joking, but he goes, we were talking he about goes, him. Hey, I just want you to know that he said not all salesmen are sleazy. <laughs> and I was like, and he laughed. But I was like, oh man, I said, I need to, I need to clear that up, don't I? He goes, he goes, no, I'm just messing with you. But That's I funny. promised him that I would clear it up. So let's clear this up right now. Clear it up. Not all salesmen are sleazy. If we talked about salesmen, it was during the time when I talked about me being a salesman. So that would have been saying that I was a sleazy person. You you could have said that about yourself. You I don't think know. so? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've slept since then. Oh yeah, me too. Oh man. So uh, I just wanted supper. I wanted to, I wanted to clear it up and start it off before I forgot again that not all salesmen are sleazy and there are some really great salesmen out there. I think I actually think, I've enjoyed a lot of salesmen. They've done, I, they've done yes, some good I think being a salesman is a really difficult task, but it is a very specific. Yeah. gifting like yeah. you you have to be able to sell something and even sometimes something that you really don't like fully believe in I think especially that's the if worst. it's like a job yeah that's the worst salesman is when you or sales is when you have yeah. to sell something you really don't believe in well and you're just trying to make a buck that's when i think salesmen become sleazy yeah. is because they're just doing what they know they need to do in order to get paid, not really selling you something that they believe is a product that will be right. like beneficial for you. Yep. Like they're trying to sell you something not that they don't even know if it'll work for you. Yeah. We had a it's really like, hard Ugh. water at our house. We have hard mm-hmm. well water. It's pretty hard. I think there's like a, I could be wrong here, but there's like a, an acceptable chemical makeup of water, like hardness four is like mm-hmm. acceptable. And I think ours was 28, like way off the charts. Mm. And so, um, our, we, we built our house, we, we put our system in and the system lasted, you know, four years or whatever. And so I knew that I needed to replace it. So I started looking online, found this place, put my name in, they sent a salesman out to my place. Nicest guy. I mean, the dude, was patient, answered all my questions. Mm. I can be a difficult person sometimes, so I wanted to make sure I was stepping in the right thing. And it was great. <clears throat> he he actually made it to where it was okay for me to make a decision to actually buy their product, you know? Um, and then I've had others that are so pushy. They're just, like you said, they're just looking for the paydays. No, it's mm-hmm. not, not, not cool. But yeah, we like right. salesmen. We love salesmen. <laughs> that was funny. I was talking with uh, one of the guys from our church yesterday about solar panels. Yes. <laughs> and he's, his house is surrounded by trees. And Whoops. it was a young young salesman came up and he goes, he you could tell he was, he said you could tell he was just reading from a script a or script. doing a script. He goes, the wonderful thing about your your neighborhood is is that you know you won't be 
you won't be restricted by trees. And he looks up. And he said, he just looked around. He's Whoops. Like, surrounded by trees, dude. That's awesome. So that was funny. It was that, like, I remember these Mormon, uh, these Mormon missionaries <laughs> came to my door. Uh, I was, mm-hmm. I lived in Costa Rica. My wife and I were missionaries ourselves and these Mormon dudes, Americans. So they were white as white could be, mm-hmm. came to my door. I came out. They started talking to me in Spanish, like broken Spanish. So I switched to English because I thought, hey, I'll, I'll throw him a bone. I'll talk to him in English. Well, the guy did not know the spiel in English. He didn't know what he believed. He didn't know what he to talk about. He only had a script memorized in Spanish. And he went back to Spanish. And I was like, man, let's talk in English. This is your first language. He could not tell me the spiel <laughs> that he had prepared as a Mormon missionary in English. Interesting. And I was like, dude, there's a lot so more at stake here. Ingrained. Yeah. And so I switched over to English and I tried to share the gospel with him. And it was a it was kind of an interesting conversation. Christy thought it was mean, but I was like, no, I was just I was just trying to like <laughs> throw him a bone and say it was in English, but he couldn't even do it. So wow. it was wrote in Spanish, you know. So um also I think we should discuss sometime today, sometime during our podcast, just the the issue of global warming. I think it's really affecting all of us. Yeah, it just depends so, on what kind of approach that we should take. You know, we should take like the government approach, or if we should take let's like do the that friendship. The yeah, f- no, no, let's do let's do the government, government approach. approach. All right, sounds good. We um, got an email the other day. <clears throat> yeah, we did from one of our one of our friends. He said we friends. could use his name, so do we use his name or not? We'll just call him Aaron. Perfect. We won't say his last name. Let's call him Aaron. And we don't we don't get a ton of uh, emails or requests for topics. <laughs> I got to tell you what's funny about so, this one. So much, so much so that we deleted our yeah. <laughs> email account. We deleted the oh no. what is it? Hello at, at uh, uh, rabbitramble.com or whatever. Yeah. So we <laughs> we deleted it because we never got emails. You know, like after a year, and then I guess someone went back and started listening to the beginning. Aaron did anyway, listening mm-hmm. to our first podcast, and he sends an email, and it probably got rejected. So, do you guys still have that email address? And so he emailed us to our 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 day day job email address yeah, so that was our, cool that was cool but our, we don't get a lot of emails now we get some text sometimes like mm-hmm. that but uh, not a lot of emails but we had some what's some good questions on here so yeah he <clears throat> he was interested in a couple things number one he said uh have you ever quit or thought about quitting something that meant a lot to you whether it was a project business hobby or anything else if so how did you navigate uh your way through it mm. so was I think we should spend a few minutes talking about this. Short answer, and this is what I wrote him. I said, short answer, yes, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> and I wrote, one, yes, quitting can be hardest and most pain, the most painful experience, period. And that's it. I didn't say anything else, so it's <laughs> yes, yes. So we should probably talk about it. Yeah, that's so uh, I guess the interesting thing would be I want to – Dude, that's nope. like the nope. worst. No, the sound reason ever. I did this is because this is something I'm trying to quit right now, and it's really oh, painful. Sour Skittles. Yeah. So, so where does it? What category does that fall under? Hobbies oh, said, or anything said, else? Or anything else? This is the anything else. So we can start there. All right. Perfect. Like snacks anything and food. Else. Trying to quit trying something to quit. that you love, but oh. you know is not good for you. Yeah, I mean it's pure like. Sugar is the most unhealthy candy there is, but it just hits you in the right spot. <laughs> I think I think that could actually be a universal thing for all these topics is quitting something that you love, uh, but maybe is not good for you. Yeah. Because why quitting wouldn't be hard unless it was something that you were drawn to or something that right. you loved. Yeah, I can quit eating liver. 
I mean, that's oh, easy. You know, I would like, never start. I'm dude. just saying, it's like oh, that's easy to quit, right? Because you know? you're like, with other people are like, oh, I love liver. Okay, what about chicken liver? You know, <laughs> like what about gizzards? You know, <laughs> what about never? Yeah, what about caltripe? <laughs> I mean, there's some things that are so easy to quit because they're like you said, we don't, yeah. we don't like them. Perfect. Um, I, but a job, man. So, t- have you ever quit a job? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what was the what was that like? It was a telemarketing job <laughs> and speaking of sales sleazy salesman yeah seriously you felt don't mind you me felt as gross I'm after my your, skittles as we felt talked. gross after your conversation because you it was it was a it was the michigan state fraternal order of police oh. that i was doing it was like fundraiser calls so all of them were cold calls hello mr all room were, oh, my name man. is chuck would you if we sent you a letter in the mail an envelope would you mind sending money back to the local piggy Oh, it was so bad. You have to have you do that deep voice. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like, uh, you weren't getting anything from it. They were fundraising calls. So it Mm -hmm. was just, you were just taking people's money and I didn't know where it was going. That was, that's a prime example of like feeling like a a dirty salesman too. Oh man, it was so gross. Cause I'm like, I don't know where this money's (laughs) going. Like if somebody asked me, uh, where, where are my funds going to? And I'm like, uh, police department like can i hit like f7 and pull up a script for that because i have no clue uh so anyways so you quit a telemarketing car yeah that probably was hard I quit to that. quit was that not easy to quit i actually you know what i did i i another job that i quit that i actually enjoyed there was a grocery store or uh kind of like it's kind of like walmart but it's called meyer it's up north yeah. um fred meyer or and meyer? I think it's just it's just called Meyer. This is a Fred Meyer up Pacific Northwest. All right. Mm, All right. Yeah, no, there was no Fred in front of it. Um, <laughs> Bill, Bill Meyer. <laughs> yeah, none of that. Just Meyer. <laughs> just Meyer. Just Meyer. He's the OG. <laughs> yeah, the OG. So I did quit that, and I quit on Christmas Eve because Ooh. I was working until midnight on Christmas Eve. They were open. And then we got word that they were going to be open on Christmas Day. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. Hmm. I'm not doing this. It's not worth it. And so I wanted to be with my family on Christmas Day. I got scheduled uh, to work. And I just decided then and there. I was like, you know what? I, I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. And I was. it was in the middle. It was a bad moment because I was in the middle of pushing carts. Hmm in the middle of winter and it was terrible dude Mm. because everyone it's just like walmart everyone leaves their carts in the cart corral you got to get them up we didn't have those fancy like robotic or like remote things that push the carts for you it was like shoulders yeah you got a string (laughs) and you attached it to the first cart and you pulled it to the last cart and you just held them together and just pushed it you know it's funny winter winter in michigan is not (laughs) i was gonna say you got the lake effect you got the sleet and you got the ice cold and thick snow trying to push a row of carts dude oh the the guys that pull carts a lot of them still today do the rope thing and pull and it's so funny because if you're in the parking lot and you're walking they have priority, man. They don't care if you're a car, if you're a person. Oh, no. They're going to bulldoze you down. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so, that's so funny. Which I think is okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I have a lot of, I have a lot you of have empathy for that. Empathy for, yeah. for those people. So I'm like, I'll wait. 
I'll wait for it. I'll wait till you get your roll of 750,000 carts (laughs) past my truck. Dude, it's so. (laughs) Well, when they get the machines out, dude, you can put 50 50 some carts on there. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's like, well, but. It's kind of magic. You got to kind of. Know, you what know what you're, you're doing, doing dude. Because exactly right. if you if you get those carts all mixed up, <laughs> oh, I could have some fun with that. Yeah, you yeah. could you could mess somebody up. You pull in front of them, they don't stop fast enough. As you were talking, I've thought about a few jobs I've quit, and uh, the there's been a few jobs that I've been happy to quit. Mm-hmm. But that was in college. That I knew I wasn't going to do it the rest of my life. Um, telemarketing as well. You know, when I when I walked out of that, it actually was a burden lifted. Even though I was good at it, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I believed in the service. It's just it's just a lot of pressure. Um, I also, the second job that I quit probably was hard because I loved the job, loved it. Mm. Worked at an insurance company. I was bilingual. I spoke, I translated for Spanish speakers. It's where I met Christy. And the reason I had to quit was because we got engaged and our boss says we couldn't work together anymore. So one of us had to quit. And so I quit. And that was really painful uh, because I had to, I didn't walk away from something I enjoyed, but it was worth it because Christy, you know, I got to marry Christy and, you know, 26 years later, it's like. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I quit, um, a job loading trucks for Roadway Express. It was a, it was a union job. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that work. I was no, there was no problem. I just moved. So that's the reason I left that. Yeah. And then, um, I've transitioned a lot and that's probably not the same as quitting, but transitioning kind of similar things, yeah. um, is, can be painful. It can be a strange process. But I think navigating it, and so the question that Aaron has is, if so, how do you navigate your way through it? I really think that depending on your age and your career, like if you have a family, uh, Aaron does, we know him, he's got a family, mm-hmm. and you're miserable at your job, there's there's a way to navigate it, also holding your family up, knowing that you're supposed to re- provide for them. So mm-hmm. whether it's a male, female, head of house, or just an assistant in the house, whatever it is, um, knowing that your family's okay while pursuing something you enjoy, uh, it's, I think it's important to enjoy what you do. I don't think it's, I don't think it's good to just slave away forever in something you hate because yeah. you'll eventually burn out, wear out and give up anyway. Well, um, I, and yeah, and I'll, I'll talk about one of the transitions specifically. Um, this, like you said, it wasn't necessarily quitting, but when, when, uh, Jordan and I moved here to Bethel, hmm. um, yeah was we left something so that's yeah it is kind of like a quit but not really yeah we walked away from something and walked into something else and it was a really challenging um season and so one of the ways that i navigated that specifically was communication with Mm -hmm. my with my wife Mm -hmm. um because there was an opportunity um several years before i made this transition to make make another transition um into similar line of work, but not necessarily in a church. And, um, I talked to my wife about it and her response was, I will, I will follow you anywhere. I trust that you are seeking the Lord in, um, the decisions that you make. And so I trust that. And so I will, um, but I want you to be sure because my, my heart really is not, uh, moved right now. Like I, mm-hmm. I think that, God's God's not speaking to me in the same way he's speaking to you, essentially, is what she said. Which as a married person is super important to be on the same page with your spouse. Yeah. So it's very important. Um, we ended up not making that transition, which then years later opened up this transition. And so when I 
I came to her, went through the same process. I said, Hey, here's the opportunity that's on the table. This is what it would look like. This is what I'm kind of thinking and what God's doing in my heart. Hmm. Um, do you feel similarly or is this something? And she said, she goes, wow, that's super interesting because I've been really unsettled lately. Hmm. Um, with, and she didn't really know what it was. There wasn't necessarily any specific thing per se, but, um, her heart was just being moved in a different direction. Yeah, so you knew there was and a so shift. that helped me have confidence to make a transition or a shift specifically in my work life, but even just spiritually, there's some, some things that are tied into the line of work that we find ourselves in with uh, ministry leadership. And um, it was, it was much more peaceful to make that transition knowing that my wife was moving in the same direction than me moving in a direction against her. Now, not necessarily against her, but something that she didn't necessarily feel a piece about. Um, So, and there's been different things like that, that we've had conversations. And so one of the ways that I would encourage anyone to make that, if you are a married person is to seek the, advice and the wisdom and the the thoughts of the person that you're married to because that's who you're walking home to that's who you're seeing and when when things aren't right at home it can affect a lot of things well and the decisions you're making career-wise will affect your spouse yeah so i agree with you too yeah i agree we there's only been three major transitions as a married person um that i've had and one was moving from missouri to oklahoma um, and then moving from Oklahoma to Costa Rica and then Costa Rica back to Oklahoma. So mm-hmm. those three moves and, and just like what you're describing, um, God began to unsettle us, me, Christy, we actually came to a similar conversation and then, um, uh, we talked about it and then had a piece about moving together. Uh, moving international, man, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're all on the same page. Cause any, anything that's going on in your life, um, that is semi disturbing mm-hmm. when you move over this overseas and you don't have anybody around you to support you, yeah. it turns into a magnifying glass. So whatever those issues are, whether it's communication or you have trust issues or whatever, it'll just be that much worse, um, overseas. So, and then moving from Costa Rica to the States probably was the hardest one. Mm. And that one, same thing, the, the transition, the, the leaving something behind for something new, um, man, it was tough. It was really tough because you are, you are losing something. So this idea of quitting a project, quitting business, quitting a hobby, my, my opinion is, and my experience is when a hobby interferes with relationship and my family, Mm. I am, I need to put my family first when a project (laughs) there's okay. So there's this kind of question that we have to ask ourselves, how far is too far before I quit a project? Like, have I done so much investment that I just need to finish it? Or Mm -hmm. is that just more stupid? You know what I'm saying? Cause there is a, there seems to be like, I've already put so much into this. I need to finish it instead of just realizing it's not worth it and walk away, raise your hands and walk away and just take the loss. You know, Mm, Uh, it's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard to know when that is. But I think in the back of our minds, we know that there's no fruit there. <laughs> so just walk away. Yeah. You know? So, and we've actually had a few of those even here. Mm-hmm. That's like, um, man, I know we've invested it. I know we planned for it. I know we've done the work, but <laughs> let's let's throw our hands up and just get out while we can. 
you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, and in business, um, you know, um, I'm an entrepreneur. I've started things. I've walked away from things. Uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of one right now. Maybe we can talk about that later on a different podcast. because it's a long one. Um, but there yeah. are some things that, um, you know, you do because you're interested in it and then you realize, whoops, maybe that wasn't the right choice. I'm not saying that's what my current situation is. I'm just saying navigating it's tough, but I do think you're right. Surround yourself with good wisdom. Scripture says that in a multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. And so talk to people, talk to people you trust, make sure it's the right people. Uh, get your spouse involved. If you're male or female, get your spouse involved, you know, get your, uh, people that you, that you trust around you and, and do it together. Don't just, don't just, do it by yourself because doing it by yourself is probably the biggest mistake of making big life changing decisions on your own. Yeah. I've always tried to find, I don't know. Sometimes you have to, you do have to go against the grain, but one of the, one of my old ways of thinking <clears throat> that I've since kind of been able to move past is like, you know, you, you refer to it as Christian masochism. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you feel like you have to take the, you gotta suffer the, the road less traveled in order to really honor God. And yeah. it's like, well, sometimes God opens the doors and makes things work that just fall into place. And, fun. and it's not necessarily like, oh man, that was like the most difficult and challenging things that I've ever done in my whole life. And so I'm not saying that you should avoid hard work. I'm not saying that you should like continue in something that makes your life miserable. But I also uh, am saying like, I think God has created us on purpose and mm -hmm. for a purpose. And when you're living out of that purpose, I think you'll find joy. I think you'll, and that's not to say that you won't have hard days right. and even consider quitting. <laughs> I mean, we've had conversations where uh, even, even in, you know, um, recent times, it's like, man, like things are difficult. And it's, you wonder, sometimes you just ask yourself the question, like, God, is this like, am I doing something wrong? Am I right? like, what, what is going on? You know? And so there's kind of some confusion surrounding it, but that's not to say that those days don't exist when you're living out of your purpose. Um, but I think there will be joy along the way. There will be, um, those hard moments, but I think a majority of the time, I think you'll experience joy even in the hard moments. Yeah. And um, I will say there's a moment, and I think uh, scripture would back this up. You know, if you're thinking, you know, biblically or thinking in a, in a spiritual way, mm -hmm. there is a moment to walk away immediately. And that's if God calls you to, um, I think there's some, moment and we see it in the disciples lives they were professional business they were professional fishermen there was mm -hmm. a professional tax collector there was a professional there was two brothers that their dad owned a business i mean there was several quality people that were doing work that was good jesus said follow me they dropped everything and followed him and so i, th I think there is a moment spiritually when god asks us to move that people around us will think we are nuts and i think you've yeah. experienced that i've experienced that where it seems like it's going against the grain but if you know God has spoken, do it. Yeah. Like don't don't wait for approval. Talk with your spouse. I think the spouse thing is God will work through the spouse if it's his will too. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, talk with your spouse, make the move, obey, and and drop your nets and follow Jesus, you know. that's To me, that's the one part where 
you should move quicker than than other times. Um, and then um, since our sorry to uh, t- sorry to do this to everybody after a long hiatus, but we have to have a shorter podcast today. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a second question from Aaron. I think we've beat the quitting job one. I don't know if we answered your question, Aaron, but we've Hopefully. beat it enough. Um, and if we could summarize, speak with people around you, include your spouse. And if Jesus is calling you to do it, do it quick. <laughs> so, yeah. Say yes. Yeah. If you feel like it's a move of the spirit, yep. for sure. Yep. And there's some hobbies, I think, as men, yeah, I, I don't speak for women because I'm don't. I I'm not a woman, but if, if we're speaking for men, there are some hobbies that we probably should drop. <laughs> Just if if we feel constantly that it's bumping up against our responsibilities as a father or a husband or a friend, and these certain hobbies are, are, are conflicting with that, mm-hmm. man, drop them like they're hot. And that's, it doesn't make it easy, but man, there's sometimes it's not worth it. Yeah. And I think, or even just know that in a season you might have to just hit pause on it and you can pick it up later. You know, it's like riding a bike, like, you know, that it'll be there, but don't let it interfere with your human relationships that are. And having small children, man, you know, babies to adolescents, man, you're, you're basically, that's your job. And so there's a lot of stuff that, that you can, like you said, put on pause for a season. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so second question, this one, I'll read this one, uh, says on a lighter note, I think I've heard once or twice that y'all dabble in, into the consumption of coffee (laughs) (laughs) and he put an LOL, which is true. So, and this question, I'm not sure what I feel about it. I feel weird about it. So it says, so if you had to become one type of coffee drink, what would it be and why? I can truthfully say I've never been asked this question before. Oh, okay. So if you had to become yes, one type of if you had of to coffee. become one. It wasn't do you have to pick one. It wasn't if you had to drink one. It's if you had to become one. I mean, this is a interesting... Like, I've actually I thought know. about this question since answer. he texted us, and I don't know. I have my answer. You do? Yes. I may be able... Hey, you know what we should do? It would be... Just a second, just a second, just a second. Oh, no, don't, don't say it, don't say I it. don't want you to take my answer. What we should do is we should think about what the other person should become, knowing them. Like I should say, this is what Ruben should become, and you should say this is what Ray should become. Because I truthfully don't know, man. I like variety in my in my uh, in my coffee consumption. Okay, but so no, you tell me what you'd become, and then I'll see if I agree. I'll see if I agree because I may tell you no, no. We'll count to three, (laughs) and then and then we'll say what we think the other person, the other person, yeah. So I'll say what I think you should be in myself that you can just tell me, and then I'll tell you what I think. No, you don't have to do with the count three. On the on the count count three, you got to tell me. I got to tell you. Yeah, and I got to tell you what I think you should be or what I think you would choose. Oh, what I would choose. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So it's not what I think you should become. It's you think what I would choose I would become. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah. Now I got to think about this. Just a second. Because I was thinking different. Oh, okay. I was thinking like, what would you become? Not what you would choose to become. Like what I well, think I you think would become. I think they're the same. You kind of. I think we know each other. I think we know each other differently than our. You think own those would be different? I think so. Oh, interesting. Okay, so I'm interested in what you would say then. That's what I'm saying. Like to both what sides. I would say. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I um, think I need to think about it. So you, yeah, you, you say I first, think, and I gotta think. I think you would choose to become a latte. Tell me why. Because you can choose all sorts of different kinds of milk to put into it, and. You can, like a latte, I feel like you can add a bunch of different things and it becomes something different. So you would like, you could 
you could have options. I mean, you're, you said you're an entrepreneur, you're someone who like kind of takes on the role that needs to be at the time. So in fall, you could become a pumpkin spice latte (laughs) in, in, in the, in the winter, you can become a winter something or whatever. And, or, or a peppermint mocha latte, you know, so you would, that could be a chai. You could kind of, yeah, yeah. And a London fog. That's real good insight, man, because I would have said that I would just become a macchiato the rest of my life. See, See, I almost so said that just because you love it yeah, so much, but, but not. No, that, your insight's good. See, yeah. that's why I'm saying they're different. Okay. Like what, what I you... would have said, what you've said are different. And I think your insight's better than mine because I was just like, my favorite coffee is a macchiato. So I just become a macchiato, but you're like the variety of life. That's why I like it. I like the variety and I like all things. So yeah, yeah. man, that's good insight. So thanks for that. That's... All, right, all right. Aaron, thanks for the question. And now yeah. we're done. And I was getting, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> you were you you approached that like was, global warming. Was, you just kind of like just ignored moved it. away from it. No, um. So you, I would, I would. Here's what my opinion is. Okay, and it's probably wrong, but one type of coffee, I would say that you need to be a good solid americano all day long, because you're That's what I would choose. you're consistent, you're you're unwavering, you're good for the long haul. You don't need to add anything to it. That's yep. it. It is what you get. That's it. Yeah, that's what I would choose. I would just say I was just gonna say a cup of black coffee because yep. there's no. I said americano because americano is a little better than just a black. Coffee. Well, right, but like <laughs> it's the same. But it's the same thing. thing. It's just different. Nothing. No made differently. Yeah. Yeah. So and interesting. Like there was no for me. There's no. Uh, um. There's no guesswork. It's just. It just. You know what you're gonna get. So you know me better than I know myself, Ruben. And then I know you like you know yourself. So <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. That's really funny. Uh, no, that's good. That's I think, a good question. I think that's a, that is an good interesting question. question. I almost got it. I got like, I got really uh, antsy about it because I didn't really, it threw me off. Well, another reason I would become an Americano is because um, I, there's no, there's no guesswork. That's why nice. you don't make a decision. You're just like, that's what I'm saying. You're the 25 right. year plan guy. Or I don't, so just and I don't that. have to like keep up with people's expectations of what it should be you know, or taste black, like. No sugar, you know, it's no like, milk. It's just, just black. Sorry. That's, if you don't like coffee, <laughs> you don't like me. <laughs> no, no latte, no, no frill on the top. Just like no hair. Yep. Just, just yeah. Like straight, See, just straight, that's good. You know, just, just even look way, like a cup of black coffee, you know? <laughs> Just no hair. A week at the beach and he looks just like a black cup of coffee. (laughs) That's a good question, Uh, Aaron. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And maybe, you know, if you started back on our first episode, it'll take you a few months to get to this one. Yeah. And then he'll know that we answer his question. Good. Or we could just text him and say, hey, we answered your question on today's podcast. You might give it a listen. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't have to wait 16 months and be like, oh, I forgot I asked him that. So. Well, um, we are going to get back on this thing. We promise people. And before we wrap up today, we want to discuss this idea of globe. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about global warming. Did did our, um, did our mic cut it? Something. Warming. Yeet. (laughs) Peace. It's been too long. Oh, dude. Oh, good. That was good. I think uh, your mic cut out there for a second. It did. It did. I, I felt like I couldn't get the words out, man. Yeah. I felt like someone was like, some some hot get some... wind was coming and shutting my mouth up. We're going to get some hate mail, but it's nah. good because our email is shut down. We do need so. some email. We need some email. So email us at, at you don't, we don't know Jack at 
Jackwagons.com. Globalwarming.com. Oh, that's it. Oh, see ya. <laughs> <laughs>